Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Levana on Loop Marketplace. Stay in the loop. Let's take a listen. Probably on the hour, I just do want to announce that we are going to um, record this space. So um, please be uh, under notice that if you come up to speak, um, it will be recorded. Awesome. Tom, you're here. I generally like to wait until um, the hour so that people that um, thought that it would start on time don't miss anything. So maybe we'll just do that. What do you think? Hey, guys. Really nice to be here. Um, yeah, it's, that, sounds, that sounds fun. It's only a minute or two away. Happy to wait. Awesome. Anyone have a joke yeah. that might come up and tell us in the meantime? Uh, <laughs> I've got a joke. I don't know if it's very funny though. I don't know if someone saw our Twitter post <laughs> from Loop Finance. I think our, um, our our marketing lead has got a dark sense of humor. I'm not sure if it was widely appreciated. Uh, but anyway, I'll leave that for people to investigate on their own. Um, and I see Jay's here as well. Can we invite her up to speak? Because I'm pretty sure she knows a lot more about the NFT marketplace than I do. Absolutely. Hold on a second. I'm not controlling this space, but if we can invite Jay up to speak. Hello. Awesome. Hey, Jay. How are you? Hey. I am um, frazzled, but uh, optimistic and happy, and uh, we've got the marketplace going. So um, I'm so excited. I feel like it's like Lady's Day to, to uh, conquer the cosmos. All right. <laughs> awesome. All right, so I think we'll get started then. Uh, welcome everyone to um, to another uh, Levana um, uh, weekly uh, you know space where we talk about whatever's happening this week. Obviously, super excited to have with us um, Tom from um, from Loop and also Jay, and um, to talk about our huge launch on Loop today. We um, just completed the largest mint ever in Cosmos of uh, 52,686 NFTs, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, to more than 13,500 unique wallets. So that's really exciting and we're thrilled to be live on Loop. Um, I know the Loop team like worked through the night uh, for many nights in order to make that possible. So thank you guys so much. And um, to start us off, I'd love to hear, um, I know that there's many members of the community here now that were just introduced to Loop for the first time today. Um, uh, Tom or Jay, if you want to talk about uh, what's coming, future, um, you know, features, other things. Yeah, I can talk about um, sort of like general features, I guess. And then maybe we'll get Jay to talk about kind of more specific NFT marketplace um, kind of features. Um, so I guess what we're really looking to do it at Loop with NFTs is find ways to make NFTs kind of more useful or more usable. I mean, that's what we absolutely love about what you guys are doing. Um, you know, you've kind of turned NFTs into into this whole sort of mythological realm, um, which is incredible. And I know you guys have got a ton of awesome stuff on your roadmap 
as to how people can use those NFTs. Um, but what we're looking to do on, on our platform as well is, is create a platform that sort of is intimately connected with Web3 and with NFTs and will allow people to use those NFTs in, in all sorts of cool ways. And that means that any community or any NFT project will be able to use our platform to do that. So, for example, having gated communities that people can only access if they hold a certain NFT or have a content feed that people can only see if they hold an NFT or maybe even chat groups and things like that that people can only access with certain NFTs. So that'll allow NFT creators, um, you know, a really easy way to kind of add instant utility uh, to their NFTs. It'll just be something that they'll be able to set up, you know, quite easily on the front end, um, their own little sort of communities and and gate them with with their own NFTs. So that's kind of what we're looking, you know, that's kind of our future roadmap. And we'd love to hear from you guys if you guys have got any great suggestions on, you know, what sort of utility or functionality you'd like to see. Um, us bring to NFTs on our platform. And then, of course, you know, we've already got um, the stakeable NFTs, so people can stake those for tokens. So that was kind of our first step towards bringing, I guess, more utility towards NFTs in general. Um, yeah, so that's kind of our, our long-term goal at the moment. But I guess I'll just let Jay talk about kind of more specific uh, features, which I'm sure a lot like our platform, our NFT platform is still it's still quite basic, I guess. You know, we've literally just launched it a few weeks ago, so there's lots of sort of general features that people expect to find on an NFT platform are still in the pipeline. So, Jay, I don't know if you want to talk about sort of what's happening in the next two to four weeks and what we can expect to see there. Yes. Okay. So you guys are going to come to the Loop Marketplace and you're going to be looking for collections. We have that coming soon, within the next week or so. So um, I, I, I know as somebody who likes to... Um, uh, buy a lot of dragon eggs. I need to see collections. So don't worry. That's <laughs> my highest priority right now. Um, we've also got some improvements to the, the marketplace filter and sort, um, you know, your default options and, and what makes it easier and better to search for the NFTs you're looking for. Um, we're going to um, implement our search. Um, that's that's going to come after collections and improvements, to the filter and sort. And we want to make sure those are up uh, up to par before we add a search function to it. Um, and then we've got some additional backend updates to improve stability, um, loading times, all sorts of stuff. Um, so when you see that beta at the top, yes, it's beta, but we are on it and we are, um, we are very responsive to anything going on on the marketplace. So feel free to report. Um, we are also experimenting with adding um, links for additional media. Um, you're going to see in the next week or two, Cosmic Sky Monks is going to have something very unique on their NFTs, and you're going to be able to um, use it through our site. We've also got, and I, I, this is my most popular um, request, is the activity feed, um, similar to how maybe Random Earth had it. Um, yes, that is on our roadmap. So um, those, are, those are the big hitters right now. Another cool thing that we're looking at doing is um, we're actually working with DowDow because DowDow is about to release a feature whereby DAOs are going to be able to control, uh, be controlled by NFTs. So we're kind of exploring different ways that we can potentially integrate that into our platform as well and allow you know anyone doing an NFT launch uh, to have it connected to a DAO and then maybe even govern a DAO-owned treasury. 
and or you know any kind of use case they want from a DAO. So I think you know this combination between kind of DAOs and NFTs and DeFi is something that Juno's perfect to explore, um, just because DAO DAO already provides such amazing DAO tooling. Awesome. All right. So I've had a few specific questions. Um, Jay, you did mention the activity feed. It would be great if you have any kind of timeline on that. I think I've answered that question about 27 times in the last hour. Um, but in addition to that, people are asking if there's any hope, chance, or possibility for Levana NFTs to be stakeable on loop um, in order to earn rewards also, or is that not possible because we didn't mint on loop? Um, and uh, what was the other question that people kept asking me? Oh, if there's going to be, um, you know, a rarity search. So I guess you did speak about the search, but I'm assuming that there'll be like an ability to filter by rarity. Okay, so let's start with the filter by rarity. That's going to come with collections. So you're going to be able to go to the collections page and filter by rarity, filter by all the different traits, um, which is why I consider it such a, a critical um, function of our website. And then we'll see how well we can integrate that into the regular marketplace um, search, but it'll probably be um, a uh, NFT buyer's dream to go to the collections as soon as it's finished. Um, uh, stakeable. Um, so currently our contracts um, require us to mint the initial contract because for NFTs, if they're going to be stakeable, and the reason that is, is because when we create them, we have um, additional information we add to the NFT that maps it to a staking contract. So um, in order for us to make NFTs um, that have not been um, minted with us into that, we'd have to come up with some sort of wrapping mechanism, which is something we're very interested in, but it's not on the current to-do list, but is something that we think is would be very um, interesting to have. Um, so I can't really talk about a timeline on that. Um, and then the activity feed. Okay. Um, so we're still building out some basic functionality, which I include filters or collections in the search to be one of those. Um, and then as soon as we can start moving on to additional features, like the fun part of creating an NFT marketplace beyond just basic functionality, activity feed is going to be up there as one of the first things, if not the first thing. Um, so I'm looking at about maybe a month before we can move into that phase um, at the earliest, um, just to be conservative. Are you guys going to be um, launching a token at any any stage, Beach Dragon? Because obviously, if you did, I mean, an awesome way to um, distribute that token would be through an NFT collection, which has that token attached to it that people can then stake and collect. So that's a great question. So we um, have a token generation event planned after we launch our DeFi products. Um, we don't want to, we can't really launch a token without the DeFi products in the market on mainnet. So we are on um, testnet with options and we'll soon be on testnet with perps, but until with our perpetual swaps, but until we get um, at least one of those onto mainnet, we can't do the token generation event. So um, the NFTs are, are, um, are, are, tied with spirit level. Um, so if you go into any of our NFTs and search them apart from the dragon riders that don't have spirit level, but any NFTs that originated in the meteor shower or were um, uh, gained um, through various activities that people did. So they um, have spirit level. So that is how like we give power or um, credit in, in Levana land. So um, they're updatable. Our NFTs can always change um, and we update them with spirit level 
at various points. So it's a little bit of a different model, um, but Jay and I think we'll figure out a way to to work it out so that it, you know, it, it benefits the community and it also, um, you know, works between our two um, platforms. It'll be okay. I think yeah. the most critical part, you know, the most critical part for us was having um, a trading platform again and um, having been, you know, essentially quote unquote offline since we did the snapshot on June 8th, it's now September 15th. That was a really long period where you couldn't see your stuff anywhere. Um, and it was, you know, painful for all of us. So it's good to be back. It's good to be live. It's good to, um, you know, see trading again. I see that there's already been a whole bunch of trades um, since we launched only a few hours ago. So that's great. Um, yeah, 100%. I woke up like a kid on Christmas morning this morning and um, immediately checked my phone to see if the uh, the Levana NFTs had appeared on our marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> and it was oh, I'm not really going nice to lie. The first time I saw them, even on our test site, I kind of like I teared up a little bit. It was so beautiful. I was so excited to get them. It was, um... right? it was really fun. <laughs> so, uh, now we did something um, that was a little bit, I mean, it's always a little bit controversial, but um, we created this collection of avatars that we called uh, Lavana Dragon Riders. And it, they were a complete surprise apart from uh, myself, Jay, the artist and the devs on your team. Nobody knew about them. Nobody, nobody had seen them. Um, we kept it totally under wraps and they are a collection of more than 16,000 unique one-on-ones and um, split across five different factions um, of Lavana. And so um, that was just a really fun, you know, kind of like secret airdrop. And I'm just loving like that people have made them their personal avatars and that they, um, you know, connected with them so much. And part of the other thing that we did is make sure that um, they were culturally appropriate and that everyone could find hopefully a look that sort of looks like them, a hair color, a skin tone, um, uh, an ethnicity, et cetera. And um, a lot of people have called out like how comfortable they feel making these their avatars because they feel like it's them like just in an alternate universe, which I really love, you know, in the, in the Levani universe, they feel like they found themselves. Um, so it was a tremendous amount of work, obviously to make, um, you know, more than 15,000 unique one of ones, but I'm so glad that we did it. I think they're really fun. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Um, and I can absolutely speak to Jay's discretion because I didn't even know about those. <laughs> <laughs> so she's definitely good at keeping her keeping her word. Um, can I just ask you guys, though, how do you see kind of like NFTs and tokens interacting in the future? Because obviously, this is something that we're really interested in exploring and kind of we've started off exploring different, you know, different possibilities for that. But do you guys have a kind of plan for how the tokens and the NFTs or even your DeFi products and your NFT products are kind of going to interweave? Well, I think, as you mentioned, you know, there's the there's the whole like look at you know kind of DAO, which is controlled by NFTs. Um, you know how can that govern ideas or or organizations? I think you know there's there's two issues. Well, well, there's a bunch of issues, but there's the legal issue. You know, are they are NFTs a security, and therefore, um, you know, the the US SEC is really super interested in like you can't buy an NFT and then hand somebody a token when they redeem that NFT. Like that is not, that's not allowed. It's basically just like a stock or a security. Um, and so if you need, you need to think about NFTs in a different way, you need to think about them um, not like a security. And so I think there are really creative things to be done with NFTs. And I think that um, for us, like looking at the game and looking at how we can, how we can incorporate them um, 
into our DeFi products is both a challenge, like from a logistical and legal point of view, but also it's a challenge um, because people really connect to them and they love them. Right. I think that um, this whole concept of like evolutionary NFTs that we invented on Terra, where we evolved from, you know, meteors, we cracked them open, they revealed dragon eggs, there were, um, you know, magical dust inside, you could then nest them, soon we'll be hatching them, baby dragons will appear, like that was pretty revolutionary. I wasn't, you know, for myself, I wasn't really interested in being involved in an NFT project that was just a collection of, you know, PFPs that looked like monkeys, only because it didn't, it didn't appeal to me as either a game player or as a as a product person. I really wanted to push the envelope and see, you know, what else can we do here? Like, what can we make that has value and is entertaining and um, and has longevity and has life past like being a, a single thing that's that um, can't change. And so, I think there's so many possibilities. Whether it's um, whether it's like you know, true art, the DAO. Um, you know, implementation in products, um, giving people real world um, products in exchange, like you mentioned, you know, having private um, organizations where this is like an entry pass or, or um, you know, some kind of token. I know that there are hotels working um, on NFT projects now where that will entitle you to, um, you know, a, a certain number of night stays during the year. I mean, there's so many different possibilities. I just think it's also, you know, recognizing and being cognizant of the fact that laws differ from um, country to country and depending on where you're domiciled, et cetera, there's a lot of things to consider to make sure that you, um, you know, stay on the right side of the law, but at the same time, like offer unique advantages and an opportunity. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, our kind of advice, I guess, from our legal team has been that if NFTs have a certain fixed number of tokens attached to them, um, and you just stake them and collect those, and that isn't considered a security. It would be considered only as considered a security if you stake it and collect kind of like an ongoing income from that. You know, it wasn't just a, a fixed number that that runs out. But anyway, look, that was just you know from from our legal team. Um, I just had That's one other question. So, is that how you guys designed your um, NFT staking? Is that how you did it? Like Ex exactly, yeah. So there's a reward. They're reward NFTs. Well, that's what we're calling them. Token reward NFTs. They have you know a certain number of tokens, like you know a thousand or two thousand or whatever, and that's just you know that's as as many as you'll ever get from that NFT. It's it's never going to be an ongoing income stream, which which as I said is what would kind of make it a security. So it might be something. It might be worth you guys um, looking into that. Look, that was just advice from our legal team. Every legal team probably has their own opinion <laughs> on this, <laughs> um, but it's it's probably definitely worth uh, worth looking into. Um, just one other question for you guys, because you know, I, the, I guess there are very few projects really in crypto who are doing what you're doing, which is uh, you know, and, and we're also trying to do it. You know, we've got our Dex, which is a DeFi product, and then we've got NFT Marketplace, which is an NFT product. And do you find that there are kind of two separate communities, like the DeFi community is separate from the NFT community, or have you kind of managed to find, or have you managed to create, I guess, a hybrid community, which is kind of interested in both? That's a great question. I think that, you know, are, are all um, crypto gamers, uh, you know, um, DGEN uh, investors? Probably not, right? Like, um, but at the same time, are all investors interested in playing games? Also, probably not. But I think what we did at Levana that was different or interesting is that um, the whole story of Levana is really an analogy to the world, right? And to crypto in the world. 
And so if you think about a dragon, right, Levana dragons, um, Levana stands for leverage any asset. It's an, it's a, um, so like, if you think about a, a dragon, right, it can take you to the highest heights and it can also burn down your village. And so the dragon here is crypto, right? Um, and so the story that we're telling is really one of how to educate people about the possibilities of crypto and also the dangers of crypto and sort of what's happening in in the in the world around us, but in a storybook format. Um, I think most people get that. I hope that they do. And so um, part of like educating the market and teaching them about um, about crypto and and um, and economics, it's really hard to make that interesting or fun. Um, and so, you know, back on Terra, every game that we created, every GameFi experience, the point was to teach people about querying the blockchain, about here's like how a transaction works, come play with testnet, um, understand what test funds are, you know, switch between testnet and mainnet. I mean, most people had never, didn't even know that testnet existed, didn't know how to use it, certainly didn't know how to query the blockchain, um, had never written any kind of bot. And so that was really for us like the impetus to to all of this um game five that we created it wasn't for me anyway um you know as the as the as the um head of product for game five like it wasn't about let's just make a triple a game and compete with um um you know um uh blizzard or anything like that was not the idea the idea was let's build educational gaming that could be really fun and build it around a story. And that story tells, you know, the story essentially of crypto and educates the market. So I think the community that's here now is super dedicated and passionate, like lovers of Lavana and the Lavana story, but also really interested in the DeFi, right? People came originally because they were super interested in what was originally um, leveraged on, on Luna. It was Luna 2X. And we have obviously transitioned into a, a Juno story and a Cosmos story um, or a more generic Cosmos story. So we have the options protocol. We have perpetual swaps. But I, the messaging is the same. You know, the, the story is basically the same. Obviously, there's a little... A gap or an interruption um, in the middle where we need to, um, you know, warp to a new planet, but, um, or, you know, warp to a new experience or another part of the planet. But I think that, um, I mean, again, the community here is listening, so maybe they can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that it's a hybrid. Yeah, that's really like, interesting. Kind of like come for the, come for the DeFi, stay for the dragons or come for the dragon stay for the DeFi. i don't know <laughs> learn to ride the dragon and and not crash <laughs> not crash and, burn. and burn. exactly <laughs> yeah nice um that that's fascinating yeah because obviously you know as you guys know we also had on terra we had loop learn which has kind of been you know um switched off for the moment because it was all very heavily sort of terra based and luna based um, but it's always been a big focus of ours as well to to obviously create educational content, and you know we were doing it through animated videos, kind of like fun animated videos, which which were easy to to follow along. Um, we've always had this idea though of sort of, I mean, you know, there's obviously kind of a catchphrase these days like um, you know learn to earn, but a, a kind of platform where people could be um, you know tasked with doing certain activities like okay go and stake this or go and swap that or go and you know place a bid here and then you know once they'd kind of fulfilled a certain number of activities they'd earn an nft um so is that something that that you guys have have considered 
Well, that's so funny that you asked. Um, what I think you really asked is, wow, how did people get those dragon riders? So the answer is people got Levana, um dragon riders uh, airdropped to them because they either created a dragon wallet. When Terra crashed, we created this concept called dragon wallets. So they tr created a dragon wallet early or they played one of our games, which are live uh, in the Dragon Cave now. We've reopened um, our games in um, on Juno. We were the first game ever on Juno mainnet to go live. Um, so they played one of our games, or they've tested our options platform. And so those are the folks that got Dragon Riders airdropped to them. So yeah, we've, we've thought about it, and we've, we've done it. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I've obviously been heads down in in loop stuff over the last few months. No, it's totally fine. So yeah, we gave out sixteen thousand eight hundred of those. Um, so and we know that, um, and we we did it on Terra also. It's not a new concept for us, um, but that's how we like to. Um, that's really one of the ways that we like to reward people for um, being involved with the community and being involved with us. A hundred percent. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's obviously a great way to, to stimulate people and then a great way to reward people as well. And, and, you know, as we were talking before, it's a great way to kind of tie the DeFi aspects in with the NFT aspects. And because I think, you know, for a long time, I wasn't really that interested in NFTs until I got interested in it. And then once you get into it, it's, it's like crack. It's like, you know, you're really interested in it. You're like, oh my God, this, this is awesome. And then you just want more and more and more of it. Um, and you want to keep buying more NFTs. So I think, you know, like, you know, if you've got a DeFi community, kind of, you know, just giving them a chance to kind of get into NFTs and sort of work out what all the fun is about, um, then, and, you know, airdropping obviously is a great way of doing that. Um, then you'll probably start to convert some of that audience quite easily. Um, yeah, listen, I think that, you know, beyond, like I said before, you know, we didn't want to just create NFTs for the sake of creating NFTs, right? We wanted to tie, they always have to tie into the story. They have to have a purpose. There has to be, um, you know, some kind of utility that you can do with them. Otherwise, um, you know, then it begs the question, like you said, it's sort of like this crack addiction of like, I've collected all these digital images in a wallet. Like, what am I supposed to do with them now? Um, so that's never the goal. Uh, but it's, it is always a challenge to figure out, um, you know, how to keep the, the story interesting and how to um, make it relatable to people. And, and again, you know, there were very different tasks that you had to complete in order to get a dragon rider. But for us, that was um, really critical to our success in, in warping over to Juno um, and will be critical in our success to launching um, our DeFi products in Cosmos. So um, I, it's great to be able to have those, um, those products and be able to give them to people that, you know, took the time and, um, and, you know, played with or, or practiced or gave you back feedback and said, you know, hey, I'd love to see this in an options product and not that. So um, and it's also great to just see a community come together again. You know, I think we might have blown out your servers today. Um, we did spend the last like 36 hours uh, updating the back end of loot markets um, just to handle the load. But it's really great to see a community come together and, and get excited about Loop um, and, and Juno. And I think that, um, you know, together, like we're two very strong organizations and we can bring a lot of excitement and um, a lot of possibility and potential into the Juno ecosystem. So that's really exciting. It's super exciting. Yeah, no, we're, we're really, really glad to be on Juno and we're even more glad that you guys are also on Juno because, you know, there aren't a lot of kind of like big, strong teams building on Juno, I guess, you know, apart from obviously the Juno core team themselves. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's fantastic, and it's especially fantastic to be able to kind of work together in this way, and you know, have your dragons in our marketplace. I remember talking to Jonathan like probably a long, you know, over a year ago now, maybe a year and a half ago, when we both started building on Terror, and kind of always we're exploring possible ways that we could collaborate. But it's it's great that it's finally come to fruition. Um, so how have you guys kind of found in general the you know how has the move to Juno affected your your roadmap, your view of life, your you know your kind of view of the product, your view of like everything? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So um, we are we are um, I just want to be clear that we're on um, you know we're here in Juno, super happy to be in Juno. Um, with the Lavana Dragons, we do have a plan um, to launch on Stargaze for um, our Crypto Winter Pals collection and um, potentially be on other Cosmos chains with our DeFi products. So we're not um, we're not limited to Juno only because we didn't take any grant. Actually, um, I know that Juno created a, an emergency relief grant. We never took a grant. And so um, we are building everywhere that we think is right to build um, with a lot of freedom to do that. So um, in terms of life perspective, you know, in the discord today, there were a lot of people um, responding to um, the loop marketplace. Some of them were positive. Some of them were less positive, let's say. And, um, you know, saying, why didn't we go to Polygon? How come we didn't go to Stargaze? Like, you know, how can we go to Nier? Like, why are we on Juno? So I think the the you know the question was asked and and we asked a lot of ourselves also we didn't want to go to a permission network um we knew that that would be a challenge our nfts are are extraordinary they're really different and especially evolutionary nfts is a real challenge for anyone and so getting them on a permission network was never going to happen um we wanted to stay in um in a um in a rust-based development environment that made the most sense for us rather than having to recode everything from scratch um you know there were a lot of considerations for us as to like why we didn't just move to polygon um or you know some other big um essentially big much bigger pond or or big ocean and i think that Juno is going to end up being a really awesome place for us to be first in the market um you know first to mainnet and um and with this building community that is is incredibly strong. You know, we made a decision to move to Juno. I think the token was at a dollar and ninety six cents. Um, it's been trading recently as high as like six six seventy five. Um, that's pretty incredible for two and a half months, and um, especially in you know a terrible bear market. And I think it speaks to the strength of Cosmos. Um, when we all agreed to move, right? I think you guys are with me. Adam uh, was maybe at like ten dollars nine seventy five, something like that. Again, trading as high as like 17. So I think that there's a lot of power and I think there's a lot of powder, like un, untapped powder in Cosmos. And I'm excited to be on Juno because I think that that is, um, it's, it's the future. I think Cosmos is the future. I think that's why, you know, huge um, other DeFi projects from outside of Cosmos are, are looking at the chain. And if you look on crypto Twitter, for example, you know, any day of the week, there are, 20 announcements of projects moving to Juno, moving to Cosmos. This is where it's at. So um, super, super challenging, I think, to be, um, you know, the first. It's always painful and not having, um, you know, the the best in class uh, marketplace or the or, you know, we don't have uh, the old things that we had on Terra. We needed to set up a multisig this week and we were like, oh, we're going to have to build that ourselves. But at the same time, look at what we can build. Like, look at the freedom to do anything here. 
that you want. That's pretty awesome. So I think I think in terms of perspective, you know, sometimes in Terra it felt a little bit like um, you were in a, a parking lot of uh, of like no exits, and here the space is wide open. Like come and build whatever it is you want to build. Like the possibilities are endless. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, I mean, on Terra, I guess we had the feeling of being a little fish in a big pond. I guess, um, and I, you know, I don't know if you guys had that same sort of feeling, but here it's, you know, we're, we're really feeling like we're we're able to sort of pave the way and you know be a leader and be able to sort of pave the way for other protocols to come over as well. You know, even down to things like indexing, right? Like you know, talking about challenges. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of dev challenges that have to be solved as well just because even even today we're still trying to get our site connected to kepler on mobile um you know there's just a lot of kind of basic infrastructure i guess that we you know we had on terra that we obviously don't have on juno and that's taken up a lot of our time we haven't been able to build out you know basic features basic nft kind of marketplace features collections and all that kind of thing because we've just been so focused on getting all of that basic infrastructure stuff kind of you know up and running but at the same time that's really exciting like way better to be you know the first on a chain which is going to do really well in the future than you know come late to the party as you might do on polygon or you know some other chain which is or solana or you know another well-established chain where kind of, you know, everyone's like the, all the clicks have already been made and, you know, all the connections have already sort of been sorted and the cool kids have already got their place and everything else, you know, we can be the cool kids on Terra, on, on Juno, I guess. And, you know, not only the cool kids, but the ones who also help other protocols to onboard and come on and, and then play like a, a leading role in, in building out that ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. I um, and I hope like even if we're if we are, I mean, we are now the cool kids on Juno, right? But um, if any of you are interested in building, like we're not clicky, so come and you know we'll help you. Like I, I said to Jay, I know we were having this conversation like privately. Um, you know, we've sorted out the uh, the mobile Kepler issue, and we'll help. Like that's you know we're we're here to help. Like just because we've um you know we figured it out for our own side and for our um our dragon cave so like also we want loop to benefit we want everyone to benefit like everyone should be able to have a mobile connection to kepler so um you know i think the ecosystem is also a little different in that way i definitely felt um and as a woman a woman in crypto i have to say there was definitely a terra boys club um and i haven't felt that in juno at all it's been very welcoming and very um uh, very open here and so um i want to you know we definitely want to like keep and maintain that um that possibility and also those connections and also that sense of of community building here i think it's it's very different and that it is so decentralized and um and in some ways that you know that could be a challenge because there's no like um one leader who's kind of like directing the show but at the same time it gives everybody in the community a chance to really be a part of something here which is great yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, the Juno community is absolutely amazing, super supportive. And I hear what you mean. Like we have um, like a, a, a lot, not, I wouldn't say a large number of women on our team, but, you know, for a crypto project, we do have a large number of women on our team. Um, and it's, you know, it's great to be in a community where it's a little bit more diverse, I suppose, and a little bit more open in that sense. Absolutely. Yep. So I would love to... Um invite anyone up that would like to speak if there's anybody here that i see running cut one of our um uh moderators um was invited to be a speaker if there's anyone else jay if you have anything that you want to add um or if anyone else has anything that they want to say you're invited and welcome to come and join us i'm here for any questions anybody has 
which I'm sure there are some. Awesome. I'm just going to go check. Sometimes people post in our um, in our Discord, and I just realized that I didn't have that that channel for our AMAs open while I was um, opening the space. So give me one second, and let me see if there's um, any comments. Oh, I did just want to mention anyone that's here um, uh, listening from the Levana community that there is um, zero spirit level dust, and so since there isn't a filter yet on the collection. Um, make sure that you um, notice if you're buying zero spirit level dust or not. Um, and the dust number, the bottles of the dust have changed since Terra. Um, they were reminted and um, everything that didn't get migrated over um, didn't come with us. So yes, um, the old rules about dust bottle numbering, <laughs> meteor dust bottle numbering are now different. I can't believe I'm talking about meteor dust bottles. Okay. Um, <laughs> I enjoy it. You know, like the things that you talk about, I was like, no, I don't think those horns look right on that dragon. And then, you know, my kids would hear me and be like, what did you just say? Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about dragon horns. All right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Everyone should talk about dragon horns. Right. Imagine how, how, what a wonderful world we'd live in if people had more conversations about what dragon horns should look like. I agree. All right. Well, if you want to vote on dragon horns, anyone is welcome to hit me up at any time. All right. Well, I don't see any more. Hold on a second. I'm just seeing if anyone else has any more questions. Um, Well, I mean, I can't underscore because I I imagine in this next week without collections, people are going to try to sort things. Don't worry. Your shopping experience is going to become better. Um, so, because uh, I'm I'm getting questions about when can I search by you know rarity or spirit level and stuff like that soon. Um, I'm I'm looking in the next week or two max. We can see it as a treasure hunt. You know, people have to go searching for these things. We're just so used to having They're everything not at, our, like that. <laughs> at our fingertips these days. You know, everything just wants everything on a silver platter. Like, you know, yeah. going no. Okay, we so yeah, just, the we'll that, okay, so I think there's, I think there's a hundred uh, requests right now for recent trades. If there can just be a running feed, a page, something, anything, it doesn't have to Activity be fancy. Feed. Yes, they just want a basic activity feed. I, I think I've now counted a hundred requests for that, and also, um, and I'll see what also, I can the, do to bump it up. Filter. Awesome. Okay. We're already bumping okay. it up. Yeah, Jay, I've already, I've already put that request in. <laughs> Tom's like, it, we're bumping. It's bumped. Yeah, have I, it bumped. It's bumped. That's I winced. <laughs> I winced, and I demanded it this morning, and Tom forded it, and he also demanded it. So it's probably going to happen. But I, I want to make sure everybody knows. Still got some basic functionality, so it's coming. It is, it's, I've heard that request a bunch. So, okay, fair enough. Um, Listen, and I I do want to, you know, call out and say that this morning when we went live, um, you know, the, the top carousel wasn't updated and the left uh, collection filter wasn't there and it wasn't set automatically to, um, to no rewards. And it was super complicated. And within 40 minutes, your dev had deployed those changes and it was updated. So I want to thank you guys for being, um, you know, so on the ball and um, responding so fast to requests from the community. And I do just want to emphasize to everybody on this space that, you know, we're in Juno, like this is the beginning. Loop launched a month ago. We launched a few hours ago. This is just the beginning and it's just the start. And um, this is how communities get built. And so we've decided, you know, we made a conscious choice to be 
the first and to do radical things and to do the hard things. And with that comes some growing pains, but usually in the end, the results are really worthwhile. So yeah, that's my little, you know, keep the hopium up speech. It's not hopium. <laughs> it's, it's Thanks, Beast Dragon. No, it's 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 exciting in some ways, right? Because it also allows this early community to be involved in the process and to, you know, help us shape the product and build the product and decide on what features should be prioritized and things like that. So see it as a good thing and not a bad thing. Um, just with my product hat on for a second though, this is a question I've been kind of asking myself and our team, and we've been you know, trying to research with the community as much as possible. Um, I mean, if no one has, if anyone else has any questions here, please feel free to jump up. Um, but I just had kind of a question for you, Beach Dragon, or for anyone in this chat. And that is like, what, how could we build, I mean, obviously, apart from these kind of features that we're talking about, you know, standard NFT marketplace kind of features, how can we help to build out some community features or what community features would people really like to see um, that give them more things to do with their NFTs, but it's not related to one specific, obviously, you know, Levana has their own specific things that they do with their NFTs, but more like a general feature that any NFT collection could use on our platform um, to kind of bring more value to their community. So obviously before, you know, I mentioned certain things like gated communities or gated chats or, you know, special, maybe exclusive content or things like that. I'd really love to hear, you know, from the community, if there's anything that people thought, you know, can think about and that they're just like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we could actually do this? And this is for creators as well. I see a few NFT collection owners um, like traders in here. You know, what what would you guys like to be able to offer to your communities that that we could potentially build? Um, if anyone have, has any ideas, let us know. That's that's fabulous. And I really just want to, um, one, commend you for being, um, you know, so open and and interested in what the community is looking for. And two, just to remind everyone here that, you know, something that that Tom spoke to, which is that you get to request, right? Like that, you know, you we get to make our request now and Loop basically will be built to be the best possible marketplace based on your um, feedback and, and interaction. So um, if there are features, if there's possibility, if there's, um, you know, other options that you want to see, then... Um, just don't put it in the Levana Discord and moan about it. Like, <laughs> let's be formal about it and make requests and um, and we'll make it happen. So I'm very excited. I think that this is uh, the start to a great relationship together where, you know, we hopefully build out a really strong community on Juno of NFT holders and, and owners and communities. And I think that it will add um, so much to the to the Juno ecosystem. So if I was just clicking on the community um, tab within um, Loop Markets, and I see there's like Loop Tokenomics explained, and then um, reward NFTs for projects and um, GameFi NFTs, like helping to launch NFT collections for people. This is really great. So. I, so I love there's, a, your, there's a lot of there's a lot of our content in there, but what we really want to be able to do is allow um, communities to be able to kind of create their own communities within our platform. You know, like I said, create chat groups or forums or content or whatever. One thing, I mean, just a you know an idea that I had in the, in the shower this morning is it, and wondering if you guys had ever thought of it was. Are you ever going to kind of have like Levana fan fiction where people can take their egg or take their dragon? And, you know, I know actually the way we met Jay, I don't know if you guys know the story, was we, we originally created this Space Apes um, 
NFT collection and we were just putting some images out there and, and Jay started creating kind of like some fiction like the, around this um, these images that we were creating and we, we loved it so much that we, we ended up um, working with her. So I was just wondering if, if you guys had sort of thought about something like that because obviously, you know, we have this platform where people can create content um, and we could make it that you have to own a particular NFT in order to, like, you have to own a Levana NFT if you want to create, like, some Levana fan fiction or something like that. I don't know. It's just just a random idea, but, yeah, I thought it's right. Um, no, that's, it's super great, actually. With our Wreck Dragon collection, we did that. People submitted stories of um, of the Wreck Dragon that they owned and, like, what the backstory was and how they got wrecked. They were hysterically funny. Like, they were the funniest um, tweets that I think I've ever seen. I absolutely loved them. It was so hard. We had a, a contest running, so it was hard to pick a winner. But I love that idea. And also because now we have these dragon riders, which, again, I mentioned, you know, it's, like, more than 16,000 unique one-of-ones. And um, I think people can really relate to them. And then the dragons will hatch. So they'll have a dragon rider. They'll have their companion dragon. I would love to see people create stories around them. I think that'd be really fun, actually. So that's a great idea. We should pursue that jay we'll have a follow-up meeting we'll figure out how to that. <laughs> not everyone's into writing unfortunately you know it's hard to inspire people to write even 500 words but it's, it's just one idea just you know what? It, it doesn't even have to be writing though there were people that made hysterical videos we've had um a ton of different meme contests i think that there's like people can express themselves in lots of different ways right i think that's what nfts are actually all about so um, we can get really creative and make something really fun that would be super cool. Yeah. It looks like we have a speaker request here. Do we? I can't see anyone. Say oh, I see that. Yes, V. Hi, guys. Thank you very much. Sorry, I really had to smash that hands up button emoji to get the attention. I was really struggling. I think I've been requesting to speak for a while and it's been so long. I'm so I my sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, someone in the Discord and DMs was actually saying that why ask the audience for questions when you're not inviting them over but <laughs> i'm sorry i'll leave that with you we got we got too caught up in our discussion sorry i know man. i know i know no worries no worries tom um my question was about juno nft marketplace um i was involved in terra uh terra terra nfts and everything never really got involved in Lavana. Um, but now that everyone's got wrecked uh, and they've moved, uh, I mean, uh, us with wrecked wolf, we moved to Ethereum, and uh, most of the other other projects have moved to Polygon. And with the move to Polygon, it seems like it was seamless. And even with wrecked wolf, we tried to make the move quite easy for our community, and it and it was very very straightforward. With Juno and the Cosmos, now I've not used Cosmos a lot, but whenever I'm told to buy an NFT, like I would love to buy an NFT on Secret because I have, I don't know, there are a lot of collections there. I can see Rama over there with uh, with, with his PFP. Uh, um, I think it's the Raccoons Club or something. But it's just so complicated in the cosmos uh, because you can't do these things just off your mobile too. So I'm wondering what will be done to make things easier to onboard people because um, Rebel Defy is laughing right now. I know Terra, you can still do things on on mobile, which is good. But is is it is is that something you can do with the loop or not? Um, that's a great question. And actually, hopefully, uh, next week we'll be launching our own mobile wallet, um, which will be directly connected to our 
Dex and our marketplace. Um, so it's actually a standalone mobile app. You won't actually need to use Kepler. Um, it has a really easy onboarding process. Uh, you don't even need to write down your seed phrase. It automatically creates a multi-sig for you, which you own all of the keys of using like biometrics, using your um, you know, your device, using your email or your, your phone number. Um, and then we'll have Cardo. So I don't know if you remember Cardo uh, Ramp on Terra. Um, that was yeah. an on- onboarding solution for to just to buy UST, but obviously on Juno it will be uh, USDC. Uh, that will be integrated into the app, so people will be able to just buy USDC straight from within the app really easily. Um, and then it also pays for people's uh, gas fees. <laughs> well, it doesn't actually pay for your gas fees. When you create a wallet, it will give you a little bit of Juno uh, to pay for your initial gas fees. Um, so you don't even have to go through. I mean, at the moment, it is a bit of a pain in the ass, to be honest, because to use Juno, because you don't even have to create a Kepler wallet, then you have to get some Juno into the wallet somehow, and then you have to, you know, there's a few kind of steps to go through, but this will sort of solve a lot of those onboarding issues. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that answers your question regarding uh, the mobile usage. And then we're also working uh, with Cardo as well to to make even the regular, um, you know, the desktop, like, websites more user-friendly in terms of allowing people to onboard um, funds, eat more easily onto their wallet. And we're looking at using AuthZ, which is a, a function um, in, in Cosmos in order to actually pay for people's gas fees so they don't even need to have any Juno in their wallets. Um, we'll just pay for that Juno fees for them. So, yeah, look, we're doing a lot. Obviously, Juno, as we've mentioned before, it's still at a very early stage. And, you know, a lot of these kind of UI, UX um, issues haven't been ironed out yet but i mean that's what we're here for we're here to make all of those things a lot smoother and then obviously make it a lot easier for future projects to to be able to do the same thing perfect so just to clarify Um, yeah and and i just wanted to clarify v because you were asking i think in general about cosmos and not just about loop um but for example like the kepler wallet mobile situation we addressed uh before we launched the cave so you can use um a Kepler wallet with mobile to do anything you want in the Dragon Cave on Levana. And if you had tested options or um, or played one of our games or you made a Dragon wallet early, then you would have got airdropped a Dragon Rider, for example. So um, I, I think that, it, like Tom said, you know, it's coming um, and it's getting better and better. But, you know, how long, um, you know, Juno is like a year old. Um, it's not Polygon, but it's it's an emerging market like kind of like Terra was right it kind of it does remind me a lot of where Terra was last um you know like a year ago maybe june um in terms of the amount of building and the builders that are here and the excitement so it's going to take us a while to um to build all of those tools out but i think that um cosmos is emerging as a as a clear um you know contender and um and Juno within that is the not you know is the not permission network. I can't speak to secret. That's a totally different um animal that I can't speak to. But I do know that within Juno there's there's so much being built. So there are tools coming. You'll be able to buy things very easily or get them very easily. Thank you for that. Th- thank you very much. Um again, again, as someone who's involved in NFT communities and um who's active in crypto and nfts if i find it so difficult to buy uh, nfts in the cosmos i can't imagine what other people must experience too but it's really positive to see that 
loop is building something and you've thought of ways and re- really excited to see how that happens. And uh, yeah, there seems to be a lot of building on Juno, like you mentioned on Terra. Let's hope it doesn't end, end like Terra there. <laughs> Hopefully not. But yeah, no, I mean, again, I, <laughs> I think I think that that would be I think that would be almost impossible. Again, there's no um, single point of failure like there was on Terra. Um, and there's also no stable coin. So I think we're pretty safe there. Um, anyway, that's my perspective. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully you're right. I'm pretty All sure right. you are. Were there, Big I, man. I feel- I feel Let's, terrible. Is there anyone else that wanted to come and speak? I don't know what's going on with the speaking. Oh no, we've we've brought a few more speakers up. We've got Big Man and we have uh, Running Cut up here. Oh, fabulous! Okay, I'm not sure who was first. Big Man, you might be first on my list on my order of things, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, thank you. Hey guys, uh, good to talk with you. It's been a while. Um, I uh, was thinking, have you guys played RuneScape at all? Is that something that you, I kind of grew up playing it? So I don't know. I'm trying to use a reference, but I'm not sure if that's something y'all relate to. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I haven't, but but use it as a reference anyway. Um, have, so I was thinking of a method of trading using kind of the grand exchange. And so where people could play or uh, trade um, peer to peer, but not for a sale, but just for exchange in terms of like, oh, maybe you have an egg and you have something else. Or if you have two different uh, NFTs of the same collection, you want to trade it up for a different tier. Uh, Is that something you're thinking about with just uh, trading NFTs, but without any sort of monetary um, incentives attached to them necessarily in terms of just like, oh, I, I really like that. Maybe we want to just swap, um, you know, uh, NFTs. And I, I feel like that makes more of like a funner experience with um, collecting items and exchanging it and just removes more of the financial aspect to it. Yeah, that's um, actually one of the things on our on our list, on our very long list of possible features uh, is P2P trading. Um, but I actually really like that because I did do a poll recently about, you know, what would people most like to do with their NFTs and, and gaming was, you know, th- definitely the number one thing. And I think, you know, traditionally with trading cards, that's what people did, right? Like that was the fun of having trading cards was you could, you know, you'd swap this one for that one and you'd try to complete a collection and things like that. Um, so, yeah, 100%. Um, it is on our radar. Um, as we do have a long backlog, but, um, you know, we'll, sort of maybe we should put a, a vote to the community on all the different features we're thinking of building and and see which ones uh, get get voted on the most sorry beach dragon were you going to say something oh um uh no i i like the idea um again i think it's um you know sometimes like people i see now on our discord somebody's like oh my god six percent fees um how mad would the lavana team be if somebody just created a smart contract for peer-to-peer trading um, okay, like, you know, you have to understand that people and teams are able to build things um, based on royalties. So if you want to take away all the royalties and just trade individually to yourselves, that's awesome. But it usually precludes people from being able to continue to build. Um, so uh, it's a great idea. Like, you're welcome to do that. But that's why marketplaces exist. And it does cost money to, like, you know, there's servers, there's time, there's um, are the contracts safe, there's audits, et cetera. Um, it's, yeah, anyway, um, so it's a great idea. I don't know that it's on our roadmap immediately, um, to build out another game experience like that, but it could be. 
Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that the, the, potentially there'd be some sort of royalty system integrated into it or just uh, some exchange rate, you know, uh, just flat base fee so that you guys are still able to be funded. But it's, you know, less of a um, just a monetary fiat to fiat or just fiat to NFT kind of exchange experience. Um, yeah, yeah we can definitely look at it. There could still be a fee, but... Um... I mean, one thing I guess as well with with things like this is that it's um, you know the more people can do with their NFTs, the more engagement we're going to have, and at the end of the day, that's probably going to drive more revenue. So even if we're not necessarily getting revenue from every single transaction, um, just the fact that people are more engaged and you know more interested and excited about owning NFTs and and the things that they can do with NFTs, just to your point, Beach Dragon, I mean that in itself could actually generate more revenue for the protocol in the long term. Um, but at the same time, you're 100% right. We don't want to allow people to do everything for free with the NFTs or we, we will cease to exist uh, pretty quickly, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, you know, we, we obviously want everyone to be successful. We want all of our projects to succeed. We want everything that we do to work. Um, you know, we have tried to do the most... Um, the most that we can to bring as many people over as we can. You know, we kept extending the deadline of our, um, of our, of our migration. I think we extended it in the end about eight times. Um, and at some point we just had to cut. And I, I hope that people understand that, you know, we had to make a, de a decision, like, do we cut here knowing that there are going to be people that come later, but knowing that if we don't cut here, we can't move forward. So, um, you know, it's a difficult decision to make. We all want to be building in crypto and everything is very community oriented and it's all free. But at the same time, you know, somebody was asking me like, what, you have the contracts audited? And I'm like, yeah, and it's $30,000 for an audit. And they like fell off their chair. And I said, okay, but if you don't use an audited contract, um, you know, if you want people to build DeFi products and they're not audited, like who were you trusting with your money? You know, if you're going to, if you're going to pour money into an options protocol or a perps product or a marketplace and the contracts haven't been audited, um, how do you know that your money is safe? Like it, it goes both ways there. Right. So I love, I love DeFi. I love the idea of decentralization. I love the idea of, of, you know, replacing um, traditional finance and yet you still have to have security and you still have to have rock solid products and you still have to have things that are built um, in a secure fashion. So it goes both ways there and there are just costs that you can't mitigate. There's no way to get rid of them without jeopardizing people's security. And I'm, I'm just not willing to make those, those sacrifices. No, a hundred percent. I don't think people, you know, often people don't realize how much it actually costs to build in this space. I mean, to start with just developer costs, you know, developers are expensive <laughs> and then things like audits on top of that. And, you know, there's, there's just so much work that goes into it sort of behind the scenes. Um, but anyway, thank you. Um, big man, did you have any more questions? Uh, no, I think that's kind of it. Just, I guess, driving the point where you could even have greater, more, you know, inter-community, uh, exchange where somebody with, you know, Lavana and, uh, somebody else with traders, uh, really like each other's stuff, but they won't necessarily want to just swap it, uh, for, for fiat or just are afraid that they won't get the item that they really want from each other. I think that that would also benefit, um, you know, each community uh, individually. Yeah. But that's so I it. should probably spec speak up here. What we have on a requ our request list, and I've, I've talked to a couple of community members about this, about peer-to-peer -peer sales. So less of trading and instead um, the ability to sell between two different people um, more in a private kind of environment. And so it's on our list. Um, it'll probably take some time to develop. 
Um, so just wanted to let you know that one that is on our list to, to kind of look at. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, and also, I think just the last minute, last, very last thought, uh, wouldn't it be cool to have like a QR code or something that you could scan if you were at a party and you're all just actually trying to swap and that way, you know, you know, which accounts you could connect with? How do you mean? Um, yes, but I, I'm just, you know, I'm worried. We had a conversation internally this week um, where we were talking about, I don't know if you were around in crypto then, but there was like this huge scam where um, at one of these events, people were handing out free ledgers, but they were preceded. And then people lost like everything because they didn't realize that they um, had basically been fished and scammed with scammy ledgers. So you just need to be really careful with QR codes because they can be manipulated terribly and and people can really end up on the you know people can just end up on the wrong side of that and um you know with anything that you create where people are meeting face to face you just need to realize that there's usually a malicious actor hiding in the shadows thinking how can i take advantage of this situation yep at at, an nfc or nft uh, nyc there were reports of actual advertisements around the city with qr codes that people were getting scammed with and they were actually on things like posted on walls and stuff like that. So yeah, careful with the QR codes. Yeah, that's really, it's it's crazy to think about, but um, it's very easy to um, attach any kind of like phishing or hack to a QR code. So unless you absolutely know for certain that it's safe, I would never like leave a hot wallet on any um, device or you know connected to something like to a phone that I take to one of those events because you're most likely about to lose everything. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, big man. Thanks for thanks for your questions, and hopefully we'll see you at Cosmoverse. Um, running cut. You've been waiting patiently for a little while. Do you? Are you still there? Do you have a question? Looks like you've got an awesome dragon on the front of your profile. Nope. We might have lost nope. him. I feel oh, like uh, running has been here. To ask a question. If that's okay. Yeah, go for it, V. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. for Beach. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I was wondering what you guys did with people who haven't migrated because it's, uh, I know with all Terra NFTs, it's been a bit of a uh, touchy subject and people haven't really wanted to talk about it. Uh, different communities have done it in different ways. Um, some people have left it open indefinitely, some projects, while others, are planning on changing traits and uh, bringing their collection, making their collection whole again. And I was wondering what Livana has done. So um, we uh, created Dragon Wallets within two weeks of the crash. Dragon Wallets were like luggage tags. And um, that enabled us to take a snapshot accurately, um, basically on um, a very, at a very early date. So before like, you know, things had gone totally um, haywire, essentially, and, and th- you know, assets became completely worthless, et cetera. We took a snapshot. Um, so that's the first thing. And then um, we have these dragon wallets. And so we have spent the last four months communicating with people, you know, make sure you hold on to your dragon wallet. And then for the last five weeks, we told people, OK, it's time to initiate warp on those dragon wallets. You need to create a Juno wallet. You need to connect it to your Dragon wallet. And a Dragon wallet was really created because Terra, the blockchain, had gone down. And we were completely uncertain if it was going to come back up and if there was going to be any stability or there was going to be any record keeping. Um, so it was like an emergency, like life raft, essentially. And we made a decision early on that it was important to us to keep the integrity of the project and make sure that we would have funds to move forward. Um, and so 
we migrated all of the eggs, um, all eggs that were um, nested, meaning that they had evolved. Um, our NFTs are evolutionary, so they're very different than most other NFTs. Um, you know, we had planned five evolutions for them. So um, all eggs that were at um, an evolutionary stage that we could um, process were um, migrated to their original owners. And then um, eggs that weren't at that stage came back to the Levana treasury, um, dust, et cetera, um, and spirit level. And we had had a faction wars, like we had a multi process game going on with 10,000 players. Like there was a lot of things going on in our universe that nobody else and no other project had. Um, so we had, 120,000 NFTs and roughly four and a half million uh, points of spirit level that we needed to award. And so it was a really challenging process to get all that data processed. Um, and then people had, you know, warped because when they were playing, they might have created 50 wallets to play our games. And then we needed to warp them all into like one or two Juno wallets. But then there were race conditions between all the wallets, et cetera. So we've done our best to bring over everybody that wanted to come. Um, if people had um, eggs that were at the right evolutionary stage, but they still didn't migrate them, uh, we will have a window for that, but it's only going to be, um, we'll announce it next week, what that window is. And otherwise, um, the rest of the collections did not come over with us. So with regards to, so, so the people who weren't able to migrate, do they, do they remain on, do those entities remain on Terra? Everything remains on Terra. Let's be very clear. Like if you migrated, it means we have we have minted new assets on Terra, but whatever is on Terra Classic remains on Terra Classic. Okay. But so I can't you, I can't control who owns it, who sells it, where it goes. Like I yes. you know, it's it's still if it if you owned it on Terra Classic, you own it, you still own it on Terra Classic. I mean they're non-fungible tokens. That's the whole point yeah. of an NFT, right? So perfect. So would you so if someone hasn't migrated? Uh, meaning that they have an asset on Terra Classic. Are you still minting that on Juno or you're not minting that? Okay, so let's be very clear. All of the dragon eggs were minted already. Some of them Levana is holding, like in a holding pen, essentially. If you had an asset on Terra that was one of those eggs that had gotten to an evolutionary stage of nested, you can come and open a ticket in our Discord and make a claim for it. You have to prove that you owned the Terra wallet that owned it at the time of the snapshot, et cetera, et cetera, and go through a manual migration process, but you can still claim it. Anything else, like um, anything in our loot collection, a meteor, um, an unnested egg, a talisman, et cetera. No, those are not being minted. We're not minting anymore. We just minted 55,000 NFTs. Those collections are closed. Okay, perfect. So that, that was my main concern. Uh, what, what I was thinking about was whether you're minting something that someone already owns in Terra, but you're not returning that to the owner and that's just in the Levana treasury. And there's two NFTs now. There's two tokens now on two different chains. And uh, the the correct owner doesn't have it, if that makes sense. But no, thank you very much. It seems like you guys had a massive task at hand and you guys tried to deal with it in the best manner that you can. I'm not greatly invested in Levana. don't know a lot about Levana. I think uh, I probably bought some common dust once and that was it for me. After that, I just stuck with my... PFP project and uh, never never came to Levana, but I've heard great things about you guys, and I wish you good luck on Levana and on Juno, and uh, I hope to see you guys soon around there.
Yeah, thank you. Listen, you know, I think it's important to recognize that the whole point of an NFT, right, is that you own it in perpetuity on that chain. As long as that chain exists, like it's yours. So um, the thing is, is that, you know, the, the blockchains are unique, right? And so the collection has to be hosted somewhere, meaning we minted and then Loop only went live a day later. So even though it was minted in, in wallets on Juno, people still couldn't see their assets until there was a marketplace that would list them. And there's a contract associated with that, right? And so they had to like list the contract. Obviously you could trade them, you know, if you went straight to your Juno wallet, et cetera, but that's a different story. So people still own their, their assets on Terra Classic. Those will never be taken away from them. As long as the Terra Classic chain exists, those assets belong to you. And as long as the Juno chain exists, these assets that were minted um, belong to these people and they'll continue to evolve, right? Um, as our as our NFTs evolve. I'm going to throw a question at you that you might not find the nicest. It's, it's a bit of a hard question and I'm a bit hesitant to ask it, but I'm going to throw it at you. Um, I've asked this question from other projects too. If you're abandoning NFTs that have remained on Terra, would that not, because they've invested in the project and I understand that people have gone through significant loss and they've left the NFT world. But when they invested, they invested in Levana, the project. But if you're leaving them behind on Terra now, is that, is that not in a way a slow rug of sorts? So let's be very clear that there's no investment in Levana when you buy an NFT. Let's, let's clarify that right away. Anytime that you purchased a Levana NFT from Levana, like if you minted uh, in our meteor shower, it was made very clear to you. It's not an investment. It was a contribution to Levana and that NFTs are inherently worthless. So let's clarify the language because I think that that is a really important point. And it was impossible to be involved in any stage of Levana or any evolution and not see that you had to confirm multiple times that you understand that inherently NFTs are worthless. So it's not an investment. And if you're making investments into projects via NFTs, then you need to consult a financial advisor. <laughs> That's not a great strategy for as an investment strategy. Okay, so let's like consider that language. So there's no slow rug. Um, I don't see it as a rug because people had months and months and months to migrate their, their, their NFTs and make a choice as to if they were gonna leave NFTs and leave Discord and leave Twitter, and not pay attention to what happened in, in Terra, or if they were going to come with us. And everybody that paid attention came with us for the most part. Migrating was free. There was no cost, right? Um, the people that ended up paying for migration are those that missed all of the deadlines and wanted to do manual migration. It was important enough for them they wanted to save their NFTs. And then after that, there has to be a cutoff point. There has to be a point at which Levana is allowed to say, listen, Terra collapsed. We lost all the money associated with the NFT project. We're shutting it down. We're going to start something new somewhere else. I mean, it would be the same thing as saying, oh, like that business went bankrupt and you still owe the money even though you've declared bankruptcy. I don't think that that is, a, is like a, a sound, um, you know, financial model necessarily. And it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So we were very honest that we've lost all of the money that was associated with the meteor shower. Uh, we lost all the royalties. We left it in UST and in Luna. Um, it was gone. And we have rebuilt everything that we've that we've rebuilt and moved to Juno and taken, you know, responsibility for paying the mint fees, et cetera, um, for minting on Juno. I can't see it as a rug. 
Because I we've delivered on all the things that you promised. I Thank completely. You, as I said, as I said, I'm just asking a hard question. No, no, you're and, and you're. Uh, listen, you're welcome and, to ask, and it's a hard, it's a hard question. And I appreciate right? you answer it. I really appreciate you answer it. That's the that's one thing that I really appreciate because. Um, it, I wouldn't be surprised if people would just lose their mind and start shouting at this point when I've asked that question. But I really appreciate you for answering that question as you did. And I applaud what you guys have done. It must have been a really difficult task for you guys to do. Uh, to even answer that question, you've got a, someone who you've never come across from another project asking this question. I really appreciate you guys answering that and what you said makes complete sense and every project has to do what is in their best interest. But thank, thank you very much for the answer. Um, yes, but I also, I, I just want to emphasize, you know, like the, my team at Levana has worked 22 hour days since the crash to make sure that we could continue to deliver on promises, um, you know, that we made. And so even though legally I'm not bound and, um, you know, by any sense of any international law that like I could have walked away. We all could have walked away easily that that's not us. And th and we wanted to continue to deliver as much as we could for as long as we can on on the things that, you know, people were interested in. We've continued to deliver. We have live games. We have, you know, options on testnet. We've just reminted. We airdropped 16,000 new um, avatars like we're going to continue to deliver as much as humanly possible. But that like you have to cut at some point and say okay we need to move forward those decisions are really difficult trust me like there were many tears shed by me and other people saying but how can we cut this and at the same time if you don't cut you can't move like you you can't fly you're you're just going to sit exactly where you are and then everyone's going to suffer so they were difficult decisions and um i think it was a it was a, a totally unprecedented right financial apocalypse that none of us could have anticipated and yet um I'm really happy to be able to turn around and say five months ago, this really terrible thing happened. And yet look what we've achieved since then. I, I don't feel like I need to apologize to anyone. So I can sleep at night. If I could actually get sleep, I can sleep at night saying I did everything I possibly could to reach out to my community. It was tweets. It was emails. It was discord. It was telegram. It was AMAs. It was blogs. It was newsletters. It was like every possible thing you could think of. I begged, I pleaded, I asked, I said, please come and work with us. And everybody that wanted to had an opportunity to do that. And we've continued to deliver and we've surprised people and we've given them gifts. I, I'm super proud of what we've managed to accomplish in this time. I will say that you, you, you have made your best attempts. And this is the last thing I'm going to say. Appreciate the work that you've done. And I'm sure your community appreciates the work that you've done. But uh, till now, even now, um, I'm, I'm in Wrecked Wolf and I'm quite closely associated. By the way, we loved what you did with the Wrecked Dragons, by the way. Those were amazing. It was an amazing response to the to the DPEG and the collapse. It was just really funny. It was, uh, it was really nice to see what you guys did. Uh, what I wanted to say was that even now in Wrecked Wolf, we have people who still come in five or six months later saying that they just gave up on everything and left and they weren't on Twitter or Discord or anywhere else. So there there are people like that who who who've experienced extreme extreme loss and uh, there will be people who weren't in contact and uh, I, I know you guys have thoughts about them but I I would say I think it's quite important to consider them too and I'm sure you are. Um but that's uh, that that's me done. Thank you very much. Appreciate everything you said, Beach. Yep, thank you.
Awesome. Is there anyone else that um, would like to share? Running Cut, are you still here or you're still on mute? No, I think no. we've lost okay. them. I think we've um, lost them. All right. I've taken so much of your time, Tom and Jay. I want to thank you guys so much for um, joining. I hope that everyone um, feels comfortable to approach either of you and ask, um, you know, for more features or um, or present ideas of things that they think could enhance the community um, and enhance the experience. And thank you guys again so much for getting us live today. I know it was an incredible effort um, for your entire team and you really prioritized it and made that happen. So thank you just so much. Really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. An absolute pleasure chatting with you as well. Um, thanks, everyone, for, for your questions also. And, yeah, really looking forward to continuing to build with you guys. And and as Beast Dragon said, if people have got any requests, you know, we do already have a long backlog of feature requests that we've got. But, you know, if you've got any more, please feel free to share them with us. Um, we're building for you guys. Um, so, yeah, just, just let us know what you'd like to see. And have an, awesome, have an awesome day. And, yeah, thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you. So everyone just remember, um, Levana Dragons are now live on loop.markets. So you can head over there, you can trade, you can sell, you can uh, put your stuff up for auction. And if you'd like to uh, play Levana games or check out what's going on in the cave, that's at dragons.levana.finance. And of course, our options uh, um, platform is still available for you to test um, in beta, which is options-beta.levana.finance. And we will see you um, at our Monday AMA. Have a great weekend, everyone. Cheers. Thanks, Peach. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Lavana on Loop Marketplace. Stay in the loop. Recorded on Thursday, September 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls. Hand it reports it. The latest proof ain't a way to move. Change the view. Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastise into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of pecker heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner Finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Thank <laughs> you.
Terror Spaces.